Hey, this is Graham, and I am so pumped you're joining us today. If you're a part of our Grace community, whether in person or online, we would love to connect with you on social media, at the Grace AG on all social outlets. But the best way to connect is to join our online community at live.graceassembly.org. Here, you can engage and connect with other Grace members all around the world. So, we hope today's message encourages and challenges you. Let's jump right in. The Bible says here in Matthew chapter 24, many will be offended. So we shouldn't be surprised in the last days. Jesus said there's going to be this spirit of offense that just grows and grows in our culture. And this is why we're talking about this. And here's what we've learned so far. We've learned that, we've learned that offense is the gateway to unforgiveness. Now, offense is going to happen, right? But what is dangerous about offense is that offense is the doorway to unforgiveness. And unforgiveness, if you'll remember, is a jail. It's a trap. It's an open door to allow the enemy to wreak havoc in our lives. If you missed that, I encourage you to go back and watch it. So unforgiveness comes at a high cost. And, and, and how many know you can't, ex, you can't express forgiveness to other people unless you've experienced true forgiveness from God? The reality is most of us have forgotten what God has done for us because we haven't fully understood the gospel of Jesus Christ and that anybody's offense toward us is never going to outweigh our offense toward God. Again, if you missed that, I encourage you to reach back and, and, and watch that. Because what we're learning is that forgiveness is fundamental to our faith. Uh, I shared this meme online last week. Uh, it says, the Apostle Paul entered heaven to the cheers of those he martyred. That's a powerful thought. Uh, this post was shared over 500 times. I've never had anything like that happen before to something being shared that many times. What that means is this resonates with us. Forgiveness is fundamental to our faith. And the reason is because this is our big idea. I'll never have to forgive anyone more than Christ has forgiven me. Are you with me? So today, we're going to take the next step. We talked about why it's so important to forgive and, and, and why, it's, why it's needed. So today, we're going to begin to walk out what does forgiveness look like? If I'm going to be free from the spirit of offense, then how do I do that? What are the steps uh, that I need to take? And so uh, this, is, this is going to be a, a two-parter of the series. You know, inside the series, it's going to be longer Basically, this is a long sermon that I decided to have mercy on you and split it into two. <laughs> That's just the way it works. But I want you to know that what I'm about to share with you today is something I've learned from experience. I've had to work through this myself. I've had to learn how to forgive. You see, Pastor, you've had to learn how to forgive? Yes. You know why? Because I've been betrayed. I've been the subject of malicious gossip. Um, I've been humiliated. Uh, I've been falsely accused. Things that have 
Things have happened to me that just weren't fair. You know what that means? I'm human, just like you. And so what I want to share with you today, these aren't just some thoughts randomly formed into a message. This is, this is what I've learned to be true from God's word about forgiveness. And here's what I've learned, first of all, is that forgiveness is a choice. Forgiveness is a choice. I remember uh, when I was walking through a, a very hard season, very difficult season of hurt in my own life, somebody said to me, they said, Wayne, you can choose whether or not this is going to make you bitter or going to make you better. And I remember when they said that to me, I was a little bit taken aback. I'm like, because it didn't feel like I had a choice over my feelings. My feelings were pretty strong. My emotions were really, really strong, but that really helped me to understand that it's really my choice. And of course, Hebrews chapter eight, this is God speaking. He says, I will forgive. And the key word there is will, because we all have a will, which means we have a choice. And God's made us in his image. God has chosen to forgive us. He said, I will which means that you and I, since we're made in the image of God, we also have a choice, and we, can too, we too can say, I will forgive. Now, uh, it has nothing to do with our feelings, has nothing to do with our emotions, it has to do with our, our will. It's an act of the will. It's not that, so what that means is, when it comes to forgiveness, some of us have said, I can't forgive them. I just can't. It's not that you can't, it's that you won't. It's been quiet this whole series, and I just, I'm okay with that. I just want you to know, this is, this is really important. You can forgive, but pastor, I've been betrayed by a best friend who lied about me, a spouse who didn't stay, a confidant who broke your trust. I've been falsely accused. I've been uh, maliciously slandered. Perhaps you were rejected by a friend or someone in authority or even the church. Maybe you were rejected by your parents. Maybe you were rejected by your kids. Perhaps you were abused emotionally, physically, sexually, verbally, or humiliated, shamed, disgraced by somebody. It's not easy, but it is a choice. And it's a choice that all of us can make. It's a choice to forgive. Forgiveness is a choice, and here's the important part that I've learned. It's a choice that we have to make every day. And the reason is, is because we wanna wait until we feel like forgiving somebody. The problem is, we may never feel like forgiving somebody. And how many know you can't live your life being controlled by your feelings? If you live your life being controlled by your feelings, you're going to be a mess. And so this is what we learn in our freedom groups over and over again. Choices lead, feelings follow. So this is why the Bible says, I will forgive. It's a, a choice. And so if I dare to believe God and choose to forgive, how many know my feelings will follow that? So if I choose to forgive, my feelings will follow my 
choices. Remember, Jesus said in the Lord's Prayer, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Now, we believe and we teach here uh, that the Lord's Prayer is not just magic words that we repeat over and over, but it's a model or an outline of how to pray on a regular basis, hopefully a daily basis. And so Jesus is telling us that we choose to forgive our debts because we have been forgiven by God. And I'll never forget, years ago, uh, I was in a meeting where David Yonggi Cho was speaking. David Yonggi Cho was, he recently passed away, but he was the pastor of the largest church in the world, small little struggling church of about a million people in Seoul, South Korea, big church of small groups. It's an amazing story. He was preaching about the Lord's Prayer and teaching us about that, and he said it this way, and I'm imitating what he said You know, I'm not trying to make fun of him, but it was just so amazing. He said, he goes, every day I forgive so many people because every day I hate so many people. (laughs) If the pastor of the world's largest church hates people every day and can choose to forgive, I can too, right? Now, The Bible says this, you have heard it said, Jesus said in Matthew 5, you have heard it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So Jesus says, watch this, one of the ways that we forgive people is by praying for them. This is a big big thing that I learned is that forgiving somebody is as simple as praying for them. Now, again, your feelings will say, I don't want to pray for them. Listen, if all you can get out is, I pray for them. (laughs) I pray for, insert name here. You got anything else? Not really. (laughs) I've been there. Like, I'm just being obedient right now. There's no feeling in this, (laughs) right? I mean, I'm just like, you said forget, I pray for them. Okay, now hopefully over time it will move to what Jesus said, but you who are, uh, he says, do good to those who hate you and bless those who curse you, pray for those who hurt you. So prayer eventually leads to not just praying for them, but blessing them. And this is, this is where I learned the Power of forgiveness is when I learned to not just pray for the person who offended me, who wounded me, but to, as I'm praying for them, now I'm blessing them. And so what I learned is when I was working through forgiveness in my own life, I've learned that I put the people who I need to forgive at the top of my prayer list. Now, I know some of you are saying, Pastor, that's, that's kind of out of order. Shouldn't you be praying for your family first? Shouldn't you be praying for other people first? Well, the problem is if I have unforgiveness in my heart, my heart is already out of order and I got to make it right. Okay? And as I begin to pray for them, I pray blessings on their life. And I've learned to pray extravagant prayers for people that are in this category in my life. And I, I pray prayers like, Lord, whatever I'm praying for my family, give them 10 times as much. Lord, whatever I'm asking for me, give them 10 times as much. You say, that's, that's kind of a crazy prayer. No, this is the heart of God. I don't want for unforgiveness in my heart. I don't want any of that in my life. This is, this is my prayer book, by the way. And so I have a list of different people that I pray for. And guess who's first? Tracy. 
all right? And uh, currently, there's no one on this list <laughs> before Tracy, all right? They're my boys, you know, my church, you know, our staff, their families, my small group, shout out, shout out to the Murray small group, right? And so uh, the idea, though, is that I put the people that, that I, need to, I need to forgive in front and bless them. I pray blessings upon them. And the reason I say forgiveness is a choice is because you can't force somebody to forgive somebody else. It can't be forced. Now, when I was a kid, uh, you guys have heard me say, I have three brothers, and so there would be lots of conflict between me and my brothers. Fights, I mean, it's, it's just what we did. And every now and then, my mom, was the one who was the instigator of this, she would sit us down on the hearth in front of the fireplace, hug each other. You know, tell him you love him. I don't love him, I hate him. You know, put your arms around each other. And because for fear of what would happen if I didn't do what my mom said, I love you. And under my breath, I'm thinking next time mom's not around, I'm gonna... I'm going to show you how much I love you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about? Was it, here's the, you can't force forgiveness. You can't force somebody to do it, but you can choose to do it. It's, it's voluntary. And, and I think understanding this is so important. I love this verse from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7. Now, Paul's talking about money here. He's talking about giving, but I think it's very uh, simple to talk about forgiveness. The Bible says, because how many know forgiveness is something you give? Matter of fact, the word give is part of the word forgive. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So God says, hey, when you give Forgiveness, I see me. When you give forgiveness, I see, I see, when you give something to somebody that they don't deserve, God says, I see my heart in you, I see my character in you, and, and, and I, see, I see me. And so the Bible says that we have to decide in advance that we're gonna do that. And look at what happens. And God is able to do what? He's able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Here's what we got to get. If I obey what God says and I give forgiveness, it puts me in a position so that God blesses me in all things and at all times having all that I need. Here, here's what I've learned. Listen, it doesn't matter if somebody accepts your forgiveness or not. It doesn't matter how they respond to you. They may respond to you in the right way or the wrong way. But the point is, I've got to be right with God. I've got to be lined up with God. And if I choose to do that, I've learned that I am blessed because he is the God who is able to bless me abundantly. Here's what I've learned. When I forgive, God turns things in my favor. When I choose to forgive, God begins to turn things in my favor. Why? Because I'm walking in the blessing of the Lord. Can I tell you that when I don't forgive, I choose not to be in a position of God's favor. Forgiveness is a choice. Here's what I've learned. Forgiveness is also intentional. 
Forgiveness is intentional, which means uh, forgiveness is never going to happen by accident. Uh, you might say, well, you know, one day my father and I's relationship will be okay. Probably not. One day I'll be okay with that girlfriend who crushed my confidence. No, it won't. One day if, you know, I'll, I'll forget the words of that teacher who called me stupid. No, you won't. It's not going to happen accidentally. It's going to happen intentionally. Think, think about it this way. Do you believe that prayer is intentional? Right? Prayer is something I decide to do. I decide I'm going to pray and I begin to talk to God. Some people say, I can't pray. Actually, you can. You just got to decide to do it. You got to be intentional about learning how to pray. And so the Bible says, uh, Jesus said, uh, when you stand praying, not if, right? But when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, I think Jesus chose these words wisely, anything against anyone, this is, this is the triple A approach, right? Anything against anyone. God says, when you go to pray, as intentional, as intentional as you are about praying, that's how intentional you have to be about forgiving. I pray for my food, right? I pray for my small group. I pray for my finances to improve. I pray that my kids will do what I ta taught them to do. God says, and every time I pray, forgive. Every time I intentionally pray, I intentionally choose forgiveness. Are you with me today? Every time I pray, I forgive. The Bible says to be intentional about it. And so uh, some of us, our prayers, this is hard to hear, but it's true. I've found this to be true. It's if, if our hearts aren't right with God, uh, if there's unforgiveness in my heart, God is not hearing my prayer. You can do 21 days of fasting in prayer. And if you've got unforgiveness in your heart, all you did is lose weight. I'm being serious. So forgiveness is a choice. Forgiveness is intentional. And look at this. Anything against anyone. It almost rhymes. Anything against anyone. Anything against. It's going to get stuck in your head, I hope. Maybe not. Here's what I've learned about forgiveness, what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is releasing the offender to God. This is, this is big because one of the reasons I think we don't want to forgive is because we don't think it's fair that the person who did what they did should get away with what they did. We reason in our minds that they don't deserve forgiveness. And that's probably true. But the reality is, neither do you. Now, this is its own message, but I'm going to say something that you need to chew on, especially if you're in the younger generation. God is not a God of fairness. He is a God of justice. God's not a God of fairness. He's a God of justice. Justice. 
And so the Bible says, repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all, if possible, so far as it depends on you, not them, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. This, this is so important. Uh, to the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. For by so doing, you'll reap uh, burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Now, here's the thing. When somebody hurts us or somebody hurts somebody that we love, we, the natural response is we want vengeance, right? Isn't that the theme of every kung fu movie ever made? Right? When I was a kid, we watched Kabuki Theater every Friday night. Anybody know what I'm talking about? These, these kung fu movies that were made in Japan or China, and they would, they would translate them you know, uh, on, you know, in English. And of course, the words never matched up with the mouth motions. You kill my brother, I kill you. Isn't that right? That was the theme of every movie. You kill my brother, I'm going to kill you. Vengeance, man. But the Bible says, vengeance is mine. And recompense for the time when their foot, their foot shall slip, for the day of their calamity is at hand, and their doom comes swiftly. Hmm. Do not say, this is the Old Testament, by the way, Proverbs 24, do not say I will do to him as he's done to me. I will pay the man back for what he has done. God says don't do that. Do not say I will repay evil, but wait for the Lord. I didn't say it was easy, but when you forgive, you've got to release that person to the Lord, to the justice of God. And, and I'll remember what Romans says, leave it to the wrath of God. I promise you, the wrath of God is far greater than your wrath. The wrath of God for all offense is far greater than anything you and I could ever dream up. Are you with me? Leviticus says, the book of Leviticus says, you shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the sons of your own people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself because I am the Lord. Here's, here's the thing. God says, when it comes to forgiveness, you got to trust me. You got to trust me that I'm going to work it out. Because you're not walking in that other person's shoes. You're not aware of what God is planning for them in their life. God is saying to each of us that we have to determine that what other people do is none of our business. How many know it's hard enough to keep my heart right with God versus worrying about everybody else and their relationship with God? I just got to fight for me. Are you with me today? Here's the thing. God is a good God. God is a just judge. And so forgiveness is just trusting God He's going to make it okay. He's going to work it out. And so the Bible says you have to not render evil for evil, but you're going to pray for them and you're going to bless them. Because when we hold something against another person, what we are in effect saying, God, you're not good. God, you are not just. I don't believe you, so I'm going to take justice in my own hands. I'm going to take vengeance in my own hands. And what we do is we put ourselves in the position of God, which is idolatry, which is sin. In the uh, 
first church that Tracy and I served in. We were both 21. Uh, we had both just graduated from college. We got married. We moved to this church that we served in. Uh, within just a couple of months, two to three months, the pastor confessed to a moral failure. It was a very difficult time. And when they announced that to the church and that he was no longer the pastor, it truly felt like a death. Grief. It was hard. Uh, so for eight months, it took them about eight months to find another pastor. Now, uh, I'm the youth pastor, but I'm the only other pastor on staff of this church of several hundred people. So not only was I, Tracy and I leading the youth ministry, but I was preaching a lot on Sunday mornings. And I'm, I'm at the hospitals. I'm visiting people. Talk about a baptism by fire. I learned right away, uh, they don't teach you enough in Bible college to be a pastor. You know, it was just, it was, an, it was a, it was one of the most difficult seasons of our life, but, I, but we grew so much because we just had to. The, the board finally hires another pastor and it became evident pretty quickly that this pastor struggled with integrity, uh, with money, some other things. Uh, he was very harsh with his words, enough to know that uh, this was not gonna work. And so Tracy and I, uh, I, I went to him and, and I resigned. I said, hey, you know, we just feel like it's time, you know, we're gonna move on and all of that. So instead of allowing me to resign, he fired me on the spot. And then he barred me from the building. I had to have an escort to go back to the church building to clean out my office. Now, without going into a whole long story, it was incredibly painful, incredibly hurtful because for eight months I had walked through, Tracy and I had walked through the valley with this church. We had literally just walked through the fire with them. And yet there were many, I'm just being real with you how I felt. Is that okay? We felt betrayed. Seriously, we're gonna do this together and then you're gonna believe crazy stuff. So uh, on the Sunday that the pastor was announcing our departure, uh, it didn't go well. We were in a bit of a shock, so we were at our house. We didn't even know where to go, you know? We actually, actually we went to Shoney's for breakfast is what we did on Sunday morning. <laughs> it was weird, it was just weird. And so after the church service was over, students and some of their family members flooded our house and they're, and they're upset, very upset. Some of them are saying like, we're gonna tithe to you. We're not gonna tithe to that church anymore. And you know, and they were saying all kinds of stuff. And, and I, I just want you to know that everything in my heart is like, yeah, he's the devil is what he is, you know. But I had some godly people in my life that had the wisdom to speak into my life. And one of them shared this verse with me that I've never forgotten. God says, I will defend your cause and avenge you. What I've learned, what we learned through this is that if I keep my heart right and if I fight for forgiveness, God is a better defender than I am. 
God is better at defending me than I am at defending me. You see, because when I do what God says, okay, instead of taking vengeance, instead of hating, okay, I'm gonna pray for him, or, and I'm gonna bless him. God says, here's what's gonna happen. I'm going to defend you, and I'm gonna work it out in your favor. And without going to a long story, that's what he did. I don't know that Tracy and I would be your pastors standing here today if we hadn't learned how to forgive in that season. Forgiveness is hard. Forgiveness is not easy, but it's a choice that we make because I want, I, want, I want to be right with God. I want to have it right with God, right? And, and here's the last thing I want to tell you is that forgiveness is a process. Forgiveness is a process. Now, what I mean by that is we want to just say the words, I forgive so-and-so, and then everything changes. Our feelings change, our attitude changes, everything's better, it's just okay. But can I tell you that the church has done a real bad job telling you that 30 years of problems can go, in away, can go away in 30 seconds? Well, we just need to come to the altar, Pastor, and just surrender and give it to God. Absolutely. And forgive. But can I tell you that is usually not the end of the process. That is usually the beginning of the process. Right? You have to walk it out. Because I can promise you that I have prayed for that pastor hundreds of times. Matter of fact, as I am preaching about offense, he came to mind again. Once again, Jesus, I pray for this man. I pray for his family. I pray for his wife. I pray for his kids. God, whatever blessing you've given to me, give him 10 times as much. Are you with me? It's a process that we have to go over and over and over again. Usually, we have to choose forgiveness again and again. And over time, as I choose to respond the right way, my heart changes, my feelings change. And here's the thing. You get to determine how long forgiveness takes. By how much time you give to the process. Let me just speak to everybody online and in the room right now. If you only listen to Pastor Wayne once or twice a month and you never crack open this Bible yourself, you never pray on your own, you know, and you come to a message today and we're talking about forgiveness, you're like, oh, that's right, I should forgive. The process can get started, but it's going to take a long time. But if you will be in the word of God on a regular basis and you will pray for these people on a regular basis, it will shorten the time. But the choice is up to you by how much time we give to the process. Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse 11, he made everything beautiful in its time. That's how you get healed. So let me, let me stop right there and we're gonna pray and let me ask you this question. Are there people in your life 
that you have not released to the Lord? Are there names and faces that still come to mind when you, when you hear a message like this? Who are those people when they come across your Instagram feed or your Facebook feed, your heart just goes, mm. oh, it's just me. Who are those people, you know, you're driving around or, you know, or you're, you're, you're doing what you do, your hobby, maybe you're doing yard work or whatever, and that person is just occupying the mental space in your head. I'm talking about that person. That's who we need to forgive. Anybody receiving this today? Now, why is this so important? Because we understand that forgiveness equals freedom. God doesn't want you in this jail. He doesn't want you to be in this trap. And he certainly wants that door closed to hell that currently has access to your life because you gave them legal access by not closing it through forgiveness. So we have to choose to forgive. We have to be very intentional about forgiving. We've got to release that person to the Lord and realize, watch this, nobody gets away with anything. And I've got to choose to forgive. So here's, here's what I'd like to do. Um, this is what we do in our freedom groups, by the way, is we make these declarations. And we do them out of obedience. They're all aligned with God's word. But... We make these declarations because choices lead, feelings follow. So, if you're ready to obey the Lord, if you're ready to choose to forgive, I'm gonna give you a, a forgiveness declaration, and it's a prayer, really, it's a, it's a statement, but I, I'm gonna say the words, and if you mean it in your heart, I want you to say it as well. And you've got people in mind. You've got names in mind. But if you mean business with God, here's what you say. I do not repay evil for evil. Come on, say it out loud. I do not repay evil for evil. Repeat after me. I am careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on me, I will live at peace with everyone. I will not take revenge, but leave room for God's wrath. Because God has promised he will handle it. On the contrary, if my enemy is hungry, I will feed him. If he is thirsty, I will give him something to drink. I will not be overcome by evil, but I will overcome evil with good. Words are powerful. Those of you that have written notes, you have that declaration in your notes. Those of you who are online, it's on your online notes. 
I encourage you to keep that with you and begin to make that declaration on a regular basis, if not every, every day. Now, there's a prayer we pray in freedom groups that uh, when we talk about this area of forgiveness, there's a prayer we pray and we encourage people to write down the names of anybody that we feel like we need to forgive. Write down their names and then we challenge you to pray this prayer we're about to pray, but you're gonna insert the name of a person in this prayer. And if there's five names on your list, you pray it five times. If there's 10 names on your list, you pray the prayer. What I'm trying to tell you is that when you pray this prayer, don't just make this, I forgive everybody, Jesus. I think there's a lot, that's good, but I think there's a lot of power when we just begin to get serious about focused forgiveness. And I don't know for some of us, you know, it may, it may start out with a pretty long list and that's okay, but the more intentional, hear me, the more intentional you are about this, the more results you're gonna see, the more freedom you're gonna have, the more blessing you're gonna have, right? Because God is able to bless when you've decided in your heart, you're gonna give forgiveness. So let's pray this prayer. And this is gonna be a general prayer. But as you pray, let's think about the people we need to forgive. Don't name them out loud, especially if they're sitting beside you. ready to pray? Why don't you bow your heads? Lord, instead of loving, I have resented certain people. I have unforgiveness in my heart. Forgive me for holding on to offense. I ask you to give me the power to forgive those who have hurt me humiliated me, betrayed me. I release them to you. Give me the strength to pray for them, bless them, and to want the best for them. Thank you for breaking these chains off of my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now you probably can't hear it, but that sound is the sound of chains falling off. That sound is the sound of freedom. That sound is the sound of heavy burdens being exchanged when Jesus says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. That sound is the sound of your marriage getting better. That sound is the sound of your relationships getting stronger because you forgive. I want you to take the communion cup in your hand if you would. And we're gonna take a moment and we're gonna observe the Lord's Supper. And we're doing this every Sunday in this series about offense because Jesus told us to remember his death until he comes. So when we come to the table of the Lord, we take the bread and we remember the death of the Lord Jesus. I think it's powerful that the bread, when Jesus was referring to the bread, he said, this is my body broken for you. We are the body of Christ. So when I take the bread, I say, God, 
examine my heart if I have anything against anyone. The triple A prayer, right? Anything against anyone. If I do, forgive me for holding on to offense against them. And then I just release them to you. That's the purpose of communion. Did you know that? It's helped us to examine my relationship with God and, and examine my relationship with other people. If your heart's right with other people, we get to receive communion and remember the Lord. So God, we thank you for this bread. We thank you, Lord God, that you have forgiven us. And because you've forgiven us, we choose to forgive. Thank you for the body of Christ. I thank you, Lord, if you were broken for the body of Christ, how much more should we live broken lives in light of the relationships that we have? May a spirit of brokenness be on us, a spirit of humility, instead of a spirit of pride, instead of a spirit of offense, we choose to be like Jesus. Thank you for this bread. Help us to walk in forgiveness. Help us to bless, help us to pray. We want our hearts to be free and to walk in the goodness of God. Receive the bread together. Lord, we thank you for this cup. This cup that represents the blood of Jesus Christ. You paid the ultimate price for our sin. You forgave us. Thank you for your forgiveness. The offense against you is great. Against us is great. Our offense that we've offended you with, God. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Thank you for your kindness. May we, in turn, show the same forgiveness to other people. Today, Lord, we're asking for courage to forgive. We're asking for a heart to forgive. As we receive this cup, we remember your death. We remember your forgiveness of our sin. And we're grateful. In Jesus' name, receive the cup together. If you enjoyed today's message, I want to encourage you to like it and share it online or jump on the website at graceassembly.org and click the giving link so that we can continue to spread the message of Jesus all around the world. Have a blessed day and we'll see you next week.